these days developers have the flexibility of forgetting about the infrastructure pieces and getting started at a layer where they can just get it done how does that remove the barrier of entry what happens when you make tech so accessible so easy that everybody can create something you're listening to trace route a podcast about the inner workings of our digital world for equinix i'm grace aresi in season one of Traceroute, we took an in-depth look at the history of the infrastructure of the internet. The people, the events, and the technological developments that shaped the internet as we know it today. What we really want to explore now with Traceroute is what we're calling the human layer of the stack. We're going to do that by finding the humanity within the hardware. And we're going to share those personal and moving stories of the people who continue to shape our current and future digital world. Before we get there, we're really excited to present a preview of what's to come in future episodes. And in each one of these mini-sodes, we'll get to meet one of my new co-hosts, each one an expert in their technical field and uniquely qualified to bring a really human perspective to the stories that we'll be sharing with you. Hey y'all, I'm Shweta Saraf and I'm Director of Platform Networking at Netflix. In my role, I'm responsible for the teams that are involved in building key network components like cloud networking, edge gateway that actually power the streaming service of Netflix and bring it to millions of users. I want to have a very serious conversation. I'm really curious, what food item would you be if you could be a food item? It's a very easy answer for me because this is my favorite food, okay? And many people may have not tried it or wouldn't know what it is. So this is called a gol gappa. And it's really like a ball which is filled with spicy, sweet, sour water. And it has a little bit of chickpeas, a little bit of potato and some cilantro at times, right? The reason I love it is like explosion in your mouth the moment you pop one in and when you kind of take in all the juices and I like to think like I'm a bit like that uh, you can get a little bit of sweet a little bit of spicy a little bit of sour and then it all really comes together beautifully when you eat it so that is one food that I would like to be and I would also like to eat any given time of the day because I can't say no to that. Well, that sounds absolutely delicious and I think that this idea of all of these dynamic flavors coming together is such an awesome description of you and really why I'm so excited that you're one of our co-hosts for season 2 of Trace Route. I'd love to hear about how your background and who you are, like what are the flavors and the spices of your life that have made you your own dish? I'm uh, the first person in my generation to come to United States to pursue further education. I grew up back in Mumbai in India and my dream was to really do something where I'm innovating, I'm using my skills in technology to change the world. When I came to this country, my first job was really to write an application optimizer which would make files go faster over the internet. But since then it has been engineering leadership is really what I'm totally interested in and I'm really good at it. So kind of pivoting from starting from a software engineer to building teams 
marrying people and technology and creating an environment where people can do the best work of their lives. At the end of the day, it's connections, right? Whether we are connecting hardware, machines, switches, router, or are we connecting humans? And how human connections are so important, but also complicated and need to be nurtured. I feel like it's sort of a basic right now in the era that we live to be connected. And that's where the hard work of people who are experts in this field, but also have had to adapt as software, automation, infrastructure has code, has come to bear and use that knowledge that they have built and continue to make it work and scale at a humongous size uh, every single day, you know. So that's what I feel is very exciting about it. And uh, there's so much to learn and so much to change the world by what you're doing to make it better. It took a lot of people to build what we see as something so commonplace for so many of us, which is this digital world that we exist in, as well as people working towards what I call the unseen, right? And so essentially my favorite part of season one was hearing about the unseen and knitting it together with what I know of the history of the internet. And so I'm just really curious, what was your favorite part? Was it hearing about the connections in between maybe what felt like disparate solutions or technology or was it something else that some of the storytellers were telling us about their experiences? No surprise here. The one on networks was my favorite and it was great to kind of think about how sometimes you have these brilliant ideas, but the technology is not ready for those ideas. But how do you not give up on them? And how do you build towards that with the Netflix story that exposed what it took for the person to drive to Equinix data center and set up their first server and then get going to now a network of 200 million plus customers who are sort of going to go with this huge network of content delivery, right? And depend on it. From episode three, here's Dave Temkin, who helped build and scale Netflix's infrastructure. It's not a coincidence that the company was called Netflix. The intention was always to deliver it over the network. We just needed to feel that the network was ready. We always knew that streaming was going to be the future. 10, 12 years ago, we're like, all right, the network is clearly advancing to a point where we think we could have a business by delivering over the internet. Now what? And so as we looked at our infrastructure, you know, we've got servers sitting in a data center in Sunnyvale, looked at this and said, hey, we need to figure out how to build an infrastructure that's scalable, that we know can scale to the point of 200 million plus and, you know, eventually 500 million or however many customers without breaking the internet. No one thinks about how ubiquitous this network is, they just expect it to work. What really struck a chord with me was the fact that we are leading such a fast life and we forget what our roots are, right? Like even if the story is unfolding right in front of our eyes, we don't really have a moment to pause and think about, hey, how did this come to be? Like, how did it originate? And that's why I feel like with Traceroute, they really brought me back to roots of how some of these things started, you know, we're a team now. And so I'm curious as to what kinds of conversations you want to have with me and whomever might show up in season two. 
um, like you were saying, there's a lot of edge computing that you hear about, the technologies, the areas or domains in which it is used and the sprawl, right? But like, what is the human side of it? Like, what does it mean in terms of the decisions we make today for the future of tomorrow? Even the basics like the hardware choices or the sustainability choices and how big do you build for a future of tomorrow which is so huge and unknown right and then how do you ground this all back to the layering of the human stack and how humans interact with this right and uh, exploring that at different layers that is something I'm really hoping to do with some of the guests we'll have this season one more area where I feel really passionate about is like even the life cycle of a developer has changed, right? Like mm -hmm. if you were to get started with a startup 10 years back, you had to take care of every single thing. You had to start it in your garage. You need to, a place to host. You need a router. You need to know how to hook everything up. And then you need to write the application code. But these days, developers have the flexibility of forgetting about the infrastructure pieces and getting started at a layer where they can just get it done in 18 hours or even less. How does that remove the barrier of entry? What happens when you make tech so accessible, so easy that everybody can create something? You know, that's a personal interest area of mine as well, right? Spend a lot of time thinking about the democratization of technology and what it actually means to have all voices present at the table and what we could create like what technology and what advancements we could have as a society, not just in the name of technology, but in the name of people, right? Which I think that that's a place where you and I really connect is that we have a passion for the human element of the technical stack and the work we do. So I'm really excited about talking about those same things this season as well. I would personally love to hear what people want to talk about this season. I'm on Twitter at Grace Aresi, G-R-A-C-E-E-W-U-R-A-E-S-I. Yeah, I, I'm on Twitter too. My handle is uh, at Shweta Hari, S-H-W-E-T-A-H-A-R-I. And I think we're going to share all this wonderful content on origins.dev, right? Which is also on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, where hopefully people are participating in the community. So you can go ahead and hit us up at, at origins underscore dev, O-R-I-G-I-N-S underscore D-E-V. And that's going to be a good catch all. We honestly do want to hear it and be in dialogue and community with all of our listeners and all of the community. So I think with that, I've been doing a sign-off with the other co-hosts. Amy named me the philosopher, and I named her the tinkerer. So what would your sign-off be? I think pioneer, right? Like mm. uh, doing things which are first for my community or my generation and like being okay to take risks and learning when it doesn't work out and uh, my sign off for you every time I have spoken to you like I feel like I'm in this visual landscape right where the story is coming alive so I do feel like to me it's a combination of a dreamer and a storyteller mm. because it's almost like you take us to a world which 
may not be reality today but might have been a reality sometime in past or in the future you know through your storytelling so well i have one for you i keep thinking of the connector because i think everything you're doing is bringing this idea of knowledge not just sitting on one side of the bridge or another but always in communion always in transit together and across so let's go ahead and use our sign offs today so I'm Grace Aresi, the storyteller, a.k.a. the philosopher. And I'm Shweta Saraf, the pioneer, a.k.a. the connector. Traceroute is a podcast about the inner workings of our digital world from Equinix, the world's digital infrastructure company. If you'd like to take a deeper dive, check out origins.dev for an up-close and personal look at our digital world through a creative lens. You can search Equinix developers on YouTube for developer-led, live-streamed technical content. We also invite you to join our conversation on Twitter by following our account at origins underscore dev. Links are in the show notes. Traceroute is a production of Stories Bureau. This episode was produced by Mathar DeLeon and John Taylor. It was edited by Joshua Ramsey with additional editing by Janelle Monique. It was mixed by Jeremy Tuttle and Tim Ballant with music supervision by Gabe Schatz. Our theme song was composed by Ty Gibbons. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate your ratings and reviews. I'm Grace Aresi. Thanks for listening.